Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of norovirus found under the microbiology section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 25-year-old man presents to his primary care physician for vomiting and diarrhea. He reports that he recently went on a three-day cruise to the Caribbean. Two days after returning home, he started feeling nauseous and has had three episodes of non-bloody, non-bilious vomiting and watery diarrhea. He has been trying to drink fluids, but has not been successful due to nausea. On physical exam, his mucous membranes are dry and his abdomen is soft and non-tender to palpation. He is given a liter of normal saline and stool studies are sent. Let's continue with an introduction to norovirus. As a reminder, norovirus is classified as a non-enveloped, linear, single-stranded, positive-sense RNA virus with an icosahedral capsid. It is considered a Khaleesi virus. It was formerly known as Norwalk virus, and it causes gastroenteritis and is transmitted via direct contact or a fecal-oral route. In terms of the epidemiology, this is the most common cause of non-bacterial gastroenteritis, and it is more common in the winter. Demographically, it affects all ages. Risk factors include closed living quarters, such as dorms, military ships, and cruise ships. In terms of the pathogenesis, the virus is highly contagious. It causes damage to small intestine microvilli, and there is enzymatic dysfunction at the brush border causing diarrhea. The virus also causes delayed gastric emptying and motility dysfunction, and this results in vomiting. In terms of the prognosis, symptoms occur one to two days after exposure to the virus, and this is typically self-limited. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms may include nausea, vomiting, watery diarrhea, headaches, and myalgia. On exam, one may note diffuse tenderness about the abdomen. In terms of further studies, labs may demonstrate detection of serum antibodies to norovirus. Stool studies will demonstrate no fecal leukocytes, no occult blood, and a stool culture can be performed to exclude other agents. But when making the diagnosis, remember that most cases are clinically diagnosed. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about salmonella gastroenteritis with distinguishing factors being that this typically has fecal leukocytes and occult blood on stool studies. With regards to treatment, remember that the mainstay of treatment is supportive care. Conservative options include supportive care, which is indicated for all patients. Specific modalities include intravenous hydration, electrolyte repletion, antiemetics, and analgesics. And lastly, complications related to norovirus include dehydration. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to norovirus, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 50-year-old woman returns from a family trip to the Caribbean with three days of fever, watery diarrhea, and vomiting. She states that she tried to avoid uncooked food and unpeeled fruits on her vacation. Of note, Her grandson had caught a cold from daycare prior to the trip, and she had been in close contact with the infant throughout the trip. She denies rhinorrhea or coughing. On exam, her temperature is 99.1 degrees Fahrenheit, or 37.3 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 110 over 68. Pulse is 113 beats per minute, 
and respirations are 12 breaths per minute. Her stool culture is negative for bacteria. Which of the following describes the most likely cause? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Linear double-stranded DNA virus Choice 2. Linear double-stranded RNA virus Choice 3. Single-stranded DNA virus Choice 4. Positive sense single-stranded RNA virus Or choice 5. Negative sense single-stranded RNA virus The best answer to this question is Choice 4. Positive sense single-stranded RNA virus This patient has symptoms typical of viral gastroenteritis, which is likely due to norovirus, a non-enveloped, linear, positive-sense, single-stranded RNA virus. Along with rotavirus and adenovirus, norovirus is known for causing watery diarrhea and is usually spread by eating certain foods, such as shellfish. In particular, norovirus is the most common cause of infectious gastroenteritis worldwide and is commonly associated with community outbreaks, such as on cruise ships. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Adenovirus is a linear double-stranded DNA virus and can cause watery diarrhea, but it is a much less common cause than norovirus. Vomiting is not common with adenovirus infection. Choice 2. Rheoviruses are linear double-stranded RNA viruses such as rotavirus. Rotavirus also causes a watery diarrhea, but this is more typically seen in infants and is associated with daycare centers. Rotavirus infections can be fatal in children. Vomiting tends to be more common with norovirus infections. Choice 3. Parvovirus is a single-stranded DNA virus associated with aplastic crisis in patients with sickle cell disease and with fifth disease in children. Choice 5. There are many negative-sense single-stranded RNA viruses, including paramyxoviruses, rhabdoviruses, and filoviruses. These viruses must bring their own RNA polymerase to generate the positive-sense strand. Norovirus is a positive-sense virus. Finally, a bullet summary. Norovirus is a positive-sense single-stranded RNA virus that is a common cause of epidemic viral gastroenteritis. That's all for this review about norovirus. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.